and we're live. You can hear me okay? Yeah, lad. Oh, Tank, don't you start. Tank's going to do that. Oh, he's the... <laughs> <laughs> Straight. So, so, Tank, talk talk us through it, mate. You sent me a message, me and Jimmy, a message 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, you were still uh, on the Peloton. I'm on a bike. You know what, I'm on a bike. I'm, I'm on, on a, a bike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a tractor. You know, I think I've seen you. Did you send the link or something? Mm. So I've been on the phone all morning, fucking with AE. That fucking nightmare. Got a letter saying that uh, about a bill and outstanding bill, and I'm like, no, you're being paid. So they Whoa. can't, like, I've sent them all proof of data, debits being paid, and they can't find them. Oh, jeez. So Crypto dropping, lad. <laughs> Alleged tenor. Somebody about that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so I just thought, I fucking jumped on the bike before and was like, I'll get this over and done with before they get Frankie, and then. Totally forgot about you boys, which totally is scandal, really, isn't it? Story so, so, of my life, mate. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be fair, I don't think you realised two minutes ago when you went to set on your camera, you were walking. Um, I'm guessing you had a bottom half on tanks, or, or were you totally bollocko when you were walking around there? Because we you had just yeah. seen your topless, which was a delight. I was swinging. Swinging. Go on, lad. You're in your own house. Why the hell not? Yeah. Uh, swinging, lad. Lads, how are you? You're right, Jim. What's going on? Steady way, mate. How are you? Good, yeah, good. In the new digs, as you can see. Yeah, looking oh. good, looking well, making me jealous. Yeah, I'm Quality happy, mate. Hopefully, the uh, the internet signal's decent out here. So, yeah, for those that don't watch us on YouTube, I've built myself a little man cave out the back, and today is the first podcast that I'm doing live from the man cave. To be honest, I've tried to create a scenario where I don't need to go in the house much. So I've got TV. I've got TV. Beer fridge is ordered, uh, laptop, Sky TV, a sofa bed, all the essentials is basically in it. So I never need to leave his mate. Worst one, it, mate. Here. You need the piss in it, though. That's the issue. You got no garden either. You got no um, no bushes or anything in the garden. I've got a little bush outside. Oh, is that your that's your spot? Is that's that? the kids' little piss spot? Yeah, I, I, oh. I, I'm... I didn't know whether you were talking about the missus there, Jimmy. <laughs> mate, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Jamie, that's... can I just ask you something? You call, of course you can, mate. You haven't well, decorated that, mate, because there's no man cave that I've ever seen with beautiful pictures and flowers and like trees and the, you haven't Big done gay, that. I'll give no, you that, thank you. Know, it's I, proper I, gay. It should be called a girl cave, not a man yeah, cave. That no, is. hold on, hold on, hold on. So now I'll be honest. I did, yeah. I'm a proper metrosexual man, me tank. Like I insisted. If you look there, there's candles and everything in here, mate. I, oh, I'm I a like, candle man. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'm a. I've got candles. I love like. If you'd have said to the 25-year-old me, right, we we were walking around Ikea the other day. I honestly, I think I've probably spent 500 quid on fake plants over the course of us being in this house. What, and you're killing them as well? <laughs> I, I'll find a way, mate. I swear to God. No, but we've kitted out the whole house. We used to try the gardening thing, and then we just end up killing all the plants. We can keep kids alive. We can, we can do that bit, but plants we just seem to kill. So... I've actually got into the fake plant thing, and yeah, pretty much all of this, mate. I've I've decorated. You see the little bonsai looking thing in the background yeah, there. I'm, yeah, I'm happy with it. Pictures. Yeah. yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, well, actually, if you look at bo both the pictures, one is a skyline of Dublin, and one is a skyline of Liverpool. Liverpool. I can so see the John Le the John Le thing you call what's it called the market. Yeah, uh, you can see the what you call it there, the Radio City Tower. Radio like City, all... that's all I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I believe my mum told me this years ago. That used to be a restaurant. Do you know that yeah. tank? It yeah. used to spin. 
Yeah. No, come on, we're not in America now, lad. That's what she told me, mate. She said, my dad took her for dinner there years. This is going years and years ago. Because it must have been if it was your dad. still with my dad, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he took her for dinner and it used to rotate. That used to spin around the restaurant. Well, I knew I'm not having that, lad. I'm not having Mrs. Murphy there. I want, a, I want, I want proof. Talking of proof before we get to the football, um, she left a comment after Tomato Gate last week. And she told me that it was a pumpkin. It was meant to be a pumpkin. So I must have, I don't know where. So you in your head decided the narrative was tomorrow. It was, it was terrible either way, but I suppose a pumpkin would make more sense more around, obvious, Hall- isn't it? Yeah, around Halloween. But um, lads, on, on to the football bit, right? Oh, actually, we might come back to that. Um, what, Tank, the football? Yeah, come back to the football. Never mind the football bit. Uh, Tank, what did you make of mine and Jimmy's hairstyles back in the day that made an appearance on the uh, social media this week? Honestly, honestly, mate, right. Fucking, I have never been more offended by a photograph in my entire life. And do you know what was more worrying like is, I know we've called him, what's that mass murderer, Jeff? What's his name? uh, Jeremy. Mate, he's looking at you as if to say, I'm next. You are next. <laughs> well, Look it's, tasty, it's lad. It's like tasty. Johnny Rotten, who's had a wash. <laughs> Mate, I cut that haircut. I did that myself, you know. <laughs> Fucking you no cut... shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, one I did myself. To be fair as well, the thing about that photo is I had that many buttons undone. It was oh. kind of like I wanted to be next, I think. I was looking at Jimmy flashing just yeah, <laughs> enough yeah. boob at him. Like, I still think you look all right. I'd have that haircut now if I had a hairline. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, you're aging better. You, you look more like a Jude Law I'd go for now, Jim. <laughs> Do you like that, that one, lad? I'd You'll take that. that. Graham off the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> right. Lads, uh, football. So I had a big agenda written out, loads of talking points. And then about an hour before the podcast, uh, the news breaks that FSG are potentially looking to sell Liverpool. Now, depending on how you read this report, Jimmy's already changed his name to Jude Law on the screen. <laughs> and I think he's happy with that <laughs> comparison. Uh, Tank, I've got to come to you for your reaction because however you want to interpret the report, David Ornstein broke it in The Athletic. Or if you <laughs> if you follow John Aldridge, did you see his tweet? <laughs> John Aldridge basically copy and pasted the post that David Ornstein had put out and said, guys, I've just been sent this. Don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> you know, don't know if anyone else has the seen old, it. But... <laughs> the old where uh, you get paid for sponsorship and you're like, right, this you know... at eight o'clock and he's just copied and pasted. It was a copy and paste job, but at the same time, the whole of Twitter had already seen this. But uh, yeah, it's a, it was a strange one, Tank, because I think it's an interesting statement in that FSG are saying that they are open to selling part of the club. Now, my interpretation of that would be they're not going to come out and say, look, we're we're, we're open to selling the club. We want four billion for it or whatever it is. They are opening the door for investments. That means that they are offering a seat at the table for potential buyers. And in my opinion, if that potential buyer puts a lucrative enough deal in front of FSG, they are willing and happy to sell Liverpool. What's your reaction to the news? My take on it is that they want to sell the club. They realise it needs massive investment. They're not prepared to put the investment in and they're looking to sell it for a huge profit. They can't come out and say the club's for sale outright because if they get left with the club and they don't sell it, the fans will be saying you've got owners who own the club who don't want the club. So they're just covering their own arse. It's just a little agenda for them. And to be fair... 
it just goes back to what we've been saying of the lack of investment. I think this must have been on their mindset for the past 12 to 18 months because they've not put any investment into the playing side of the club at all. The only investment what they put in has been on the, the stand and the training ground, which only adds value to the, the to the value of the club overall. Um, yeah. It's going to take a big sum of money. You know, they only paid 300 million for it and they're talking of 3.5 billion. Yeah, some turnaround, isn't it? But well, Chelsea I mean, go the, the job that they've done, they've turned us to successful club, so you can't, like, you know, the job that they've done, kind of, if you're looking at it on paper, but they're getting out at the absolute perfect time because some poor fuck is going to pay a lot of money for it and needs massive money uh, to invest in the playing side. You're looking at this, Jim, I suppose, and, and I, I appreciated the angle you were coming at this morning because I think it's an interesting one. There's going to be a lot of moral dilemmas going on for potentially a lot of Liverpool fans because you look at a deal of this size, Tank just spoke about the potential numbers involved there. There's only a select number of people that could come in and buy a, a, a business, a football club, an entity of this size. And... I suppose the worry for a lot of Liverpool fans who have been very vocal around the ownership models of the likes of Manchester City and, and Newcastle is you know, a Middle Eastern consortium, country, state-backed, whichever state-funded organisation, whichever way you want to slice it, would be something that I think a lot of Liverpool fans would have a problem with. Where do you see this one turning, Jim? Firstly, do you think this is FSG flashing their knickers and saying, we're actually for sale, let's see what you've got? And then second of all, what type of owner, owners do you think this could potentially bring into Liverpool? I think it's a, we've been made offers and we just want to make it public that if anyone wants to throw stupid money at us, we'd be willing to sell. Now, if someone offered me a couple of million for one of my kids, then I'd, I'd think about it. Which one? Uh, you know, uh, definitely Ralph. Um, but um, you know, everything's everything is for sale at at some point. Um, but I just think the dilemma Liverpool fans are going to be in is you're either going to get owners that will be in the same position as FSG, where on paper they'll have loads of money, but they're not the type to invest it on in uh, a football club of. They'll buy it, but they won't invest in it. So you'll get another, whether that's uh, Cronky, a, um, the kid, the bloke who owns Fulham, forgot his name, you know, someone who owns a franchise in America, buying sports franchises across the world. If they sell to them, you can still in the same position. If you, the only other person that will be able to buy it is someone who will have got their money in one way, shape or form i.e an abramovich a middle eastern consortium and you've all been quite vocal on who you know you want as owners so if they come in one i think you lose klopp i think he has to go because uh Even he, his stance you won't have a leg to stand on what <laughs> and i don't think he's one of them he don't he won't need the money um so you know why, he, Jim, he, why would klopp have to go why would he have to go because if a Middle Eastern consortium comes in, who you know, someone from Saudi Arabia comes in and and you know is worth eighty billion quid or whatever, he's been quite vocal on on the ownership model or, and the the moral high ground that um that well the morality of how these people. He has, he has though, hasn't he? As he's come up and said it, we're, we're, we we can't do what they do. 
all models yeah. different. He's never come out. He has called out sports washing, though. He has. He's clearly called sports washing out in some I, I way, think shape, or form. I think he's put himself in, in on dodgy ground, Tank. I don't think he's explicitly said I can't. Well, he, he he has in the past said he prefers not to work in a way where he's just going out and splashing the cash. Now, maybe that's a narrative to fit the situation that he found himself at Liverpool, but I do think he's put himself in a difficult situation in, in the thing that he said about Manchester city, about Newcastle, you know, we can't, uh, we can't work like that. There's no ceiling for these teams. It's nearly like he's been looking across, not envious, but it's he, not he's, him. He's, what he said as well. It's what's been construed in the media. And then the media will then talk around the sports washing and how that, you know, it, it's one plus one is equal two and a half here. So Klopp has been synonymous with what he said regarding sports washing now that doesn't necessarily mean he spoke out about it but when you do start talking around it it, it brings a uh, negative connotation along with it so I think if they do get bought by one he'll have to go and obviously they won't want him to go and and or he, he faces the music and he and he has to live up to, to that so I think I think you're on a real thin line here of something that works for what you guys want. And I don't think there's that many people out there, unless you get a Bill Gates or a, or a, um, or a, what's his name? Zuckerberg or uh, LeBron. LeBron's obviously already owns some. LeBron's got a bit of cash, but he's not got, he's not got Newcastle cash. So how do you see this play out tank? I get the, I get the impression you don't think it puts Klopp in a bit of a moral dilemma. If Liverpool were to be taken over by, by somebody similar to the likes of a Newcastle. I don't think about him under any pressure. All he's come out and spoke how it is. We can't compete with these state-run clubs. We can't compete with it. They have their agenda. We have ours. He's just coming out and saying how it is. So if, uh, if say like a Newcastle owners come in and you know, why, why would he have to resign? All he's stating is I have to do. I have to do this by the model. What I'm not saying he would do, but he's always been quite you know. He's just been right open. wing. He's been right wing, though, hasn't he? He's been very right wing, as in, hence why Gary Neville's getting a lot of stick now because he's in the you know the Labour right wing camp and all for um, uh, you know uh, not favoritism, but everyone being in the same boat. And then he's gone to Qatar and taken the Qataris' money. So um, if, uh, if Klopp's left been... and right mixed up there, Jim. So left, I'm uh, right, left wing. Sorry, left mate. Well, I don't get involved in politics. I hate it. I just hate <laughs> down the middle. Le- left, yeah, um, left being a socialist view where everybody socialist, right, the left same wing. Is, and and Klopp yeah. is very much of that ilk, isn't he? Left wing yeah. and very much a socialist. So if someone comes in with a human rights um, track record of a Saudi Arabian owned um, business. I think he will walk away anyway, regardless of what he said, just because of the kind of bloke he is. I just think there's a lot more people out there. We're just, you know, we're posted stamping the people who can buy Liverpool. I mean, the guy who's just bought Chelsea, no one had ever heard of him. I've never heard of him. He's come in, he's given three and a half billion and spent 400 million in his transfer window. It's not, it is, it's not just him though, there. is it? It's not just him. Well, it doesn't matter if it's him. There's people out there like him who can get the investment. And, you know, so Liverpool is a phenomenal project to come into because they've got they've got the stadium they've got everything there they've got the facilities and they've got the core squad so it, it's not going to take someone who's just going to say like i've got three and a half billion cash here you know it's someone who's going to come in and throw a package together with funding from banks uh, i personally think that this is the best news what could ever happen to us because 
FSG's took us to a level where it's been absolutely brilliant. Don't get me wrong. On paper, the job, what they've done has been outstanding. They've turned the club from one extreme to another. But the lack of investment from them, this is why I think this has been on their mind for the past 18 months, two years, because the lack of investment has been clear for all to see. Um, I'm, I'm glad that they're getting out of the door, if I'm being honest with you. I don't, I don't think it goes through, you know. I don't think they'll sell. In what way? I don't think they will. I think I think I, they're in this mind. And if they do sell, I don't think they'll sell to someone, you know, who who is doing what you want them to do. So I just think because of the American model, the way that they have um, ran Liverpool, the way that it's been built, it, it can only be one owner that takes over. And I don't I don't think it's I, I just genuinely don't think they'll meet the expectations that FSG want at this moment. Jimmy, if and someone I, comes to buy your house and offers you three point five billion, you don't give a fuck what they're doing to your house. You're no, like, I know, but I'll then because you'd be like, I, and again, I agree. Do you, yeah. But and, you know, there's plenty of people coming off of three point five billion. Doesn't mean they're the right owners. But you've just said there's not. You said there's only one or two people. No, I mean in this. So from a Liverpool's perspective, you know, I see a lot of fans. I see a lot of clamour around City, around PSG, around Newcastle. So if if FSG are taking this into consideration and they're you know Liverpool people at heart, then they're not even going to consider them offers in theory. And this is just me theorising of if, if I was FSG. So the only other option is selling it to someone like a Todd Bowie, who's American, who owns franchises, who wants the same. Yeah, he's come in and chucked investment. How long that investment will last is in chucking money at the playing squad will remain to be seen. I'm I'm on in a weird place with this, right? So so firstly, I'm kind of cut total splinter ass now, right? I'm kind of between the two here. So I'm incredibly grateful for everything that FFG have done for Liverpool. I think their model was perfectly suited to turn Liverpool to get Liverpool to the top of the mountain. I don't think their model is ideal for keeping Liverpool at the top of the mountain. So I moneyball and um, be smart, clever. Uh, heavily analytics based, get the next best best star, build them into a superstar. That's what Liverpool's model was was always about. Then it's sell big, reinvest, and and the the model continues. I think Liverpool. I think I said it last week. Liverpool's success was the worst thing that could have happened to FSG because what that's ultimately done is their players have outgrown the model, so they've had to give big contracts to big players. Your Van Dykes, your Fabinos, your Salas. They're all they are all at the time of contract where the best you could argue in those positions. So they start giving out these big deals. Then all of a sudden, the collapse of FF, um, FFP basically has, has killed their model because if teams aren't going to be self-sustainable, then in reality, their model is never going to allow them to stay around and compete with the likes of City, soon to be Newcastle, PSG will always be, be, be in and around um, the, 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 the Champions League. So for me, I think Liverpool now put themselves in a corner where it has to be a certain type of owner. I think Jimmy Talk does. I know what he means about Liverpool is fundamentally a socialist city. They're not afraid to be um, to get involved in politics and make their viewpoint known. Klopp is the same as well, and he's come out and spoke at length about a couple of societal issues and spoke very well. I think the idea of a Middle Eastern owner coming in with with the backstory that comes with that just doesn't fit. It does not fit with Liverpool as a football club, as a city. 
But like Tank says, that doesn't mean that they're not the only type of people that can no. come in and buy yeah. Liverpool. So I just think that FSG have worded their statement very, very cleverly. They've opened the door to uh, selling part of part of the club. But I just think that pool of people that could come in and buy the club and be what's in the best, best interests, that's the that's the difficult thing I think Liverpool are, are going to face. It's been enough, in, enough owners. Go on, Jim. I was just saying, it's been enough owners. I mean, you take the Middle East out of it, you've got your Russians and they're all screwed yeah, at the minute. Rush, you know, so you take a Russian out of there, then you're left with Chinese and the Chinese haven't been exactly um, great owners. Ask Birmingham fans and Cardiff fans, or I think he's from Thailand. Thailand, you know, the Leicester and they've come in and seemingly, you know, fallen by the wayside. They're in the mountain of shit. So, you know, from, from, from okay, a... Careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly it. I'll throw one at you, Adam. If you're... Ryan Reynolds. The, the owners <laughs> of Paris Saint-Germain, if you're the owners of Paris Saint-Germain now, right, you'd go out and get Liverpool at all costs because that league will never be a global league, never in a month of Sundays. And you 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 look at Liverpool, who, in my opinion, are closer to winning the Champions League every single year that, that they are. I agree. And the TV revenue, the finances, what you can bring in, from the the global of Liverpool Football Club is much, much more attractive than PSG. I agree with you completely. I, I think as a, a potential owner, it Liverpool ticks all the boxes, especially now that FSG have modernized the infrastructure, the stadium. They've they've got a got around so many roadblocks in terms of regenerating the local Anfield area. You, you know as well as anyone, Tank, what it was like in and around Anfield uh, yeah. over the years. It's It's been completely and utterly transformed and it's still going to get better. So from that perspective now with the training facility, which is one of the best in the league, Liverpool, I always kind of felt once the second phase of the Anfield redevelopment was done and the train, I nearly had it in the back of my head. I was like, are they priming us for sale? Because as an investor coming in, you don't need to worry about the infrastructure. You're just like, right, let's just, let's just buy some. Big, big players and, and and worry about that. So I just think looking at it now, I think the PSG owners, yeah, could potentially look at Liverpool, but I still think you're going to be left with that moral dilemma that right, Liverpool fans will, 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 will stamp their feet because it goes against the I very fabric will. of... I don't think they will stamp their feet. I think they'll... There'll be murmurs and they'll do it and then they'll start throwing money in and everyone will be. And this is this is the okay. thing for me. I think, you know, people go on about City and they don't give a shit who owns. Yeah, don't get me wrong. If it's if it's on their doorstep, then it's... it's. But should you know, they though, Jim? They should. Of course they should. But why would you? It's not... They, it doesn't impact them. What's going on in Saudi Arabia or wherever does not impact a modern, you know, a everyday Geordie bloke. He's, he doesn't give a shit. What, what does he give a shit about? Which is 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 it, it, it that's however you want to take that that's that's their decision and this is where i find it difficult when a lot of fans and not just liverpool fans but they get on city because of the amount of money they can spend on what they've got 10 years ago it was united everyone hated united because of all the money that they spent 20 years ago it was liverpool because of all the money they could spend it so it's cyclical and they'll just pick on whatever they can pick on united got you know won however many premier leagues by spending money they spent a lot of money they're still, spending, done it. They're still spending chelsea did it 
they're all that's the thing though. That's that's for me the issue with Liverpool, Jimmy. They're all still spending. United have been spending for 30 years continuously. Chelsea, they've got, they're a massive club though, aren't they? That's the thing. I think if no matter what owners comes in, wherever they're from, whatever they do, if say if they come in and they say, right, there's Bellingham and there's Mbappe, well, welcome to Liverpool. There's not a single Liverpool fan that go, but we don't like what you do in your country. They will, but they'll oh, secretly be loving it too. They'll do it just because they feel they need that moral high ground. Trust me, I know enough Liverpool fans to know they will, but they'll secretly be loving it as well. And that'll soon die down once you start winning Champions League, Premier Leagues and trebles and whatnot. I don't care what Man City's owners do. I'd, I'm, I'm envious of Man City. I'd love to have the money what they've got. There's nothing to do with what they do. I'd just love to have the money what they've got. I don't really think they do a hell of a lot. I'd love to have the bigger house down the street. Do, do you think it's? Do you think I'd it's... love to have the bigger house down the street as well. That's and that's what you know. Jealousy is that it? And I don't go there and go. Oh, you've got your money by. You know, if that bigger house down the street gets it from OnlyFans or prostitution, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna slag that off because I'm jealous. And that's yeah, what I feel happening. Eating on OnlyFans, Jim. Unfortunately, <laughs> not what you wouldn't. What I've seen today, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucking, you wish. <laughs> but by the way, just on OnlyFans, there's some serious money to be made in that. By oh, the way, mate. Oh come on, for a football. Just just say it. You're good looking. If you if we had your body and face and my cock would make millions like <laughs> on that note, the football, right? Uh Liverpool Tottenham, uh big game of the weekend. Well, there's a couple actually. Um start Liverpool Tottenham. Um yeah, it was a big game of two halves. Uh, I, I I was impressed with Liverpool in the first half. Thought they dominated the ball well. Looked bright going forward. Salah and Nunes were linking very well. I thought they looked a, a, a real problem. And then Conte gave them the rockets at half time. Tank and, and Spurs, you know, put lay siege on the Liverpool's goal. But uh, Liverpool were able to hold out. What did you What did you make of the game? Firstly, massive result for Liverpool. But uh, it's a Conte, big result. Conte's because... a frustrated man, isn't he? He just doesn't seem happy. Yeah, did you? I mean, his reaction when uh, to Pep Linders was like, you know, what's all yeah, that all about? It's a bit much. Because Robbo, Robbo actually had the ball, didn't he, as well? Robbo had the yeah. ball in his hand, like going like this to the top and play, and then he's just flipped on Pep Linders. I think he's like, he, he is a frustrated manager, but I don't really see why, because they have backed him. They backed him in the summer. They've had the best start they've had for uh, God knows how long. I don't really understand why. I think his uh, ego's been hit. I think, his, I think his ego's been hit by the boo in, in the. I think that's, he's like, hold on, you brought me in. To yeah. make it competitive, we've had our best start, arguably, give or take the last couple of results uh, for a long time. They've, uh, I think, they've now qualified, haven't they, from the Champions? League. So, like, yeah. what, what do you ultimately, what does he want them to do? I think he's a bit pissed off with how they're treating him. This is what we spoke about last week. One, it's like it's 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 the, they want to play the Tottenham way, which is what like just play nice but win fuck all. The man's a winner. But just on the game, I thought Liverpool started really brightly. Captain Chaos, I think I messaged you in the first six minutes, had three like big moments in the game, could have scored, and he's just he's just carnage. Um for me, the major change in the game was that Liverpool, and it's this is where we go back to the investment. Liverpool's midfield for me, watching nice. that game yeah. yesterday, we are absolutely shot to pieces in that midfield. Fabinho looks like an terrified. He looks terrified to get the ball anywhere in the midfield. He's like, just don't give me it all. I want to get away with it. And Thiago, I thought that was possibly his worst performance that I've ever seen him in a Liverpool shirt. Everything he touched, he'd give it back to Tottenham. And I think if we would have had the Tottenham's midfield in our midfield, we'd have beat them 4-5-6-0. Mm. 
Yeah, it's funny. I, I was I saw the same thing as you. It was interesting. I saw a few people uh, throwing shade at Harvey Elliott in the first half and, and saying that. And I thought that, that that seemed harsh for me. I think Liverpool have cried out for more creativity from the midfield. You now get more creativity. There's going to be a few gaps, but I think the most he was, he was rotating his positions. He was good in tight areas. He was looking to create. I actually enjoyed his performance. And when you're looking at the senior pros that are in there with him. Now, at the same time, I also think their legs have fell off. So, like, there's a there's a consequence here. It's not that they're trying to be bad, and I agree with you. They weren't they weren't great, especially on those big pitches. It just seems like from 55 minutes, their legs fell off, and we just don't we don't have the energy in there. Um, but to to blame it on a on a young kid who's making his way, he's a massive talent. I, I genuinely do think he's a massive talent. But Liverpool's issues in midfield run much deeper than than, than Harvey Elliott. Um, Jim, is he getting stick, Jamie? Yeah, I saw. I saw. No, not not stick, but kind of he's good going forward. Well, actually, kind of a mixed bag. They can see what he brings to the team, but his output in terms of uh, assists and you know the getting numbers up on the board is a little low. And then people question is the Sounds I suppose the space, the the space in and around Trent in terms of protection. So you look at Henderson not being in the team, for example. Maybe they're saying that the the issues Trent is are having is probably because he's not getting as much protection, which I think is I think is a, a, a little bit unfair. But it's yeah, I, I think Liverpool's problems go way deeper. Than I thought he was brilliant. I, honest, I was shocked he come off. I thought the other two should have come off before him. And I thought mm. when Enzo come on, he was fucking woeful. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't get going at all. Jim, what did you make it again? As you say, mate, I thought you did really well in the first half. And then it, I think you got lucky with the Eric Dyer headache trying to go back. God knows what he's trying to do there. You just put your head on it and get it away, don't you? And um, he's trying to he's trying to go get it back to the keeper. But um, the thing that if I was a Liverpool fan, the thing I would be pleased with it is probably about three or four weeks ago with the pressure that was coming from Tottenham in the second half, you lose that game. Mm. Lose that game quite easily. And I think you dug in and... and Defended as 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 best as you can and, and getting men behind the ball, but as 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 at this moment in time, that's a plus. It's also a, a negative that you're resorting to hanging on and you know and glad you just back, yeah, well. I'm glad yeah. you've just hung on to a a, a two one win. Um, and they and they had chances and and penalty shouts as well, which again I thought I thought could have easily been given as a penalty in the push in the back by by Trent. Um, I'm glad you brought him up, right? Because, Tank, I want to talk to you as a fullback now because we spoke about Trent. I adore him. You've seen it. It was basically the perfect Trent performance yesterday in, in some of his passing was out of this yeah. world. From yeah. from a technical standpoint, I can't... Like, they're so difficult to do some of the things he does. But then... And I, I think that it's absolutely overhyped, this Trent can't defend stuff. But he did not help himself yesterday at times. Like, you listen to the way that Gary Neville's now saying that he's a liability and he'll cost you tournaments. Yeah. Let's get one thing right. He's won club, the biggest club competitions that are knockout tournaments and he's not cost Liverpool. So, this idea that he's some type of, you know, schoolboy playing at fullback is, is ridiculous. Lots of fullbacks, lots of defenders make mistakes and it doesn't get amplified the way that Trent does. That said, in a view of totally contradicting myself now, Tank, there was some mad mad things that Trent does, like from a body shape position, you know, if you've got a diagonal coming across you, you just open up your body, you check who's behind you, you know, you get a picture of the whole game. So many times he has no idea who's behind him. His body shape was backwards. 
Yeah, I actually uh, the lad who I we were speaking about this sent me a a, a a WhatsApp about, and I just think about Trent, and I actually said to him, "Do us a fucking favour." For me, there's a social, there's a social media and a media gang who were fucking just on Trent every single fucking move, and it's absolutely ridiculous. That the lad's confidence is shot to pieces. You can see that. You know that happens in football. But we're saying the same about Fabinho, but Fabinho's fuck-ups and highlights, you, you don't hear nothing about them. Mm. You don't hear anything about them. Let's get the facts right. Trent Arnold was part of Liverpool, the, the best back five in Europe over the last two or three seasons. You kept the most clean sheets, won Champions League, won leagues, won FA Cups, won everything for like maybe three or four seasons. Liverpool as a whole, not just Trent, have had a fucking poor start to this season, a very poor start, and that's including Van Dijk, who's meant to be one of the best defenders that's ever played the game. We don't hi- You don't see the media highlight is, like Jimmy pointed out the other week when we said about the Leeds goal. What the fuck was he doing for the Leeds goal? Nothing gets mentioned. No yeah. one mentions it. It's just like, yeah, that's cool, but what's Trent doing? Where's Trent? And I seen like, it's just, I just feel as like this... There's this media like spotlight on Trent to try and fucking crucify the kid at all cost. Gary Neville, young black man gets crucified by the English media. Never, lad. We'll come well, back I, to that. I've got Jimmy, another I point actually, I want to raise. I was on actually going to say that, but I didn't want to say it. So I'm young glad black you did. man Raheem Sterling gets crucified yeah. by the English I think, media. I think mm. It might be that could be, and you know, I'm glad you brought it up. I think that <laughs> might have something to do with it because this lad is a fucking wonder player. And any club in the in the world would love to have him in their team. Any t- let's get that right because every every good moment what Liverpool have nearly always comes from him. But because he just has a lapse in concentration, bear in mind, right? If I was asked to play as high as him as a fullback in my day, I would be fucked. I wouldn't have a fucking clue what I was doing because I'm so far out of position. It's untrue. But when we haven't got the players to fill in them position, we should be looking at Henderson and Fabinho. But we're not. We're just saying, oh, Trent's this, and he's out of this, he's out of that. He's getting asked to play in positions. So over to you. But I'm glad Jimmy said that because I think that's part of it. Well, we're we're going to come back to that. Well, actually, if you if you want to talk about it, notice the narrative around Kevin De Bruyne's penalty on any type of analysis. So Kevin De Bruyne is smart when he wins that penalty. Harry Kane is smart when he wins penalties. Jamie Vardy is smart when he if Mo Salah does that if Mo Salah does yeah. that what, he's a cheat. what's the narrative he's yeah, a cheat and, 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 but Sterling as well Sterling's English and he would be get called a cheat if he did exactly the same I is think there's something in it Jim definitely yeah mate I I I find it quite a lot in in a lot of the things that I look into and uh, it's only because I'm conscious of it and because I've got you know black mates and and you know, I, I, you know, saying around politics, I'm, I'm actually, I'm very much sort of to the left anyway. But you didn't um, know the fucking left was. I didn't know. I don't know what position <laughs> it is, but I know, I know what my feelings are. And if everyone was just sound, then it, it would all be all right. But um, on, you know, I think, you know, I think Raheem Sterling has had it in the past a lot. Um, you know, Trent's getting it now. Um, and I'm sure they've been, you know, Lukaku, uh, the, a lot of the, you know, people get called lazy um, and that sort of narrative around Extravagant, it. Extravagant, flash. It's, it's, you know, didn't didn't Sterling get absolutely crucified for buying his mum a, 
a diamond yeah. sink or something like who gives a no, shit? He bought it's house, on 250 grand like yeah, we, yeah. he bought it a house and he got told he was flashing big time yeah. and then and then he was the only one who got who got killed when we came back from the world cup or euros or whatever i do think it's a massive part of it as a nation we don't like seeing young black men do well but no one ever says it. That's the thing. No one ever says it, but it's always the same I've media seen, outlets. I've seen people being, the it got called out on uh, TalkSport because Alan Brazil's awful at it. He is fucking dinosaur. And this is the problem is when you when when the nation's ran by old white people, it's exactly the same. Um, and the, and I still can't believe like people like TalkSport so bloody roll out Harry Redknapp and bloody Neil Warnock to... to talk around Jurgen Klopp and fucking Pep Guardiola like don't get me wrong they did well in their time but that was their time wasn't it and and that's what they were that's what they were done for so yeah I do think it's I do think it's part of it do you know it's it's funny you say that Jim about obviously having black friends and um my missus is, is as you know uh is mixed race and and obviously my kids and hearing what she and her family went through over the years and then the the intentional racism and but also the unintended racism as well and and she she's exposed me to that like she gets followed around shops like she gets like oh, yeah. she, she goes into are you going to make a smart comment there i can see it in your eyes jim well because she's fit or something like <laughs> I, 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 I thought you were gonna say i'd follow your missus around the there's something coming but yeah. genuinely just the i'd be the, coming the, <laughs> i just become very aware of the language you can and can't use and i've noticed particularly in the in the newspapers and uh, the media there is totally different language used when talking about around young successful black players in football and it's not a, co- a coincidence in in my opinion um i'm going to move on to the to the next game right so arsenal versus chelsea tank massive test for arsenal particularly off the back of city's city's win and in the manner of and look i'm saying this as I'd like to think there is going to be a title race. My honest opinion, I think City will will pull away because it's impossible to keep up with 90-plus seasons. Liverpool have basically fell off a cliff after doing it for, for a few years. It's a massive it's a massive ask for this Arsenal team. That said, I've, all, I've been really vocal on this. I think Arteta's brilliant. I think he's a really, really top coach. Um, and you're seeing evidence of it again, I think, yesterday in terms of how he used Jinchenko cleverly to overload Chelsea's midfield and, and get on the ball. I just think it was a really impressive Arsenal performance, whilst Chelsea probably looked a little bit disjointed. I don't think they're going anywhere. I've changed the tune on them. Oh, go on. Anywhere. I've yeah. Who, Arsenal or Chelsea? Arsenal. Chelsea are not in the title race. Chelsea I don't think they're going anywhere. I don't. And the reason you think they'll last the pace. I think they're going to lack the pace because uh, I think they're going to go the distance. I really do. And uh, look, Man City and Man City, they're an outstanding team. But Man Man City are not the force of last season. They're simply not. You know, it took a, a horrendous penalty decision for them to get a result against Fulham. And I just don't think that they listen. They're, they're still head and shoulders above. Almost everyone in the league, there's no two ways about that. But I don't think that they're the force of last season, as Liverpool are nowhere near it. But this Arsenal team, they're, they're all young and they've got one more. Is it one more league game to go before the World Cup? Yeah. yeah. A and lot of them are not going to the World Cup or certainly won't be playing in the World Cup. Mm. And I genuinely think that this, I think they're going to win the league. 
Oh fucking hell, Tanky! You've got you. Fucking you getting Wolves again in the top six? I think they're going to win the league. I genuinely think they're going to win the league. Jeez, no, how long were you no. on that fucking Peloton for Mate, before? Want you. Sharon, check his pulse. I do. I think they're going to. I think they're going to stay the distance. And I what's changed? Really... What's what swung you then? But they've just got a swagger about them. They have. You know. they're, they're a young, fucking fit, energetic side, and. You know, the two lads on the wing are a fucking nightmare to play against. Yeah, Martin Ellis is the best winger in the league at the minute. But Saka's not great. fucking hell. I'll, I'll tell you what, you can't split them. No, no, I, it's not. Think, there's not much difference. This but... or Jesus or fucking God, whatever his name is, or front, <laughs> he, he's going to hit form again. He's going to start scoring goals again. And I just think the fucking... The, the lad, the Norwegian boy in midfield, who I've got to be honest, when he signed... I was on, like, try to say his name. Give it a go, give it a go. Who? Say his name. Odengard. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, that. I think they've got they've got the bollocks about him as well. They like fucking. He went toe to toe with Chelsea. They, they were by far the better team. By far, I thought they, there was only one side you look like winning. You know that Chelsea squad is a phenomenal squad. I, they've got fucking top draw players all round, and Arsenal were just picking them off, and I was like. That changed. I watched that yesterday and they thought, these are the real deal. Yeah. And if they invest in January, which they're supposed to, he's come out and said that they will invest in January if they're there or thereabouts. If they get one or two right plays and in January, they're going absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Do you know what it is, Jim? I, I, when I look at them, I look at all the core component parts of what you would need to be a top side. And I have to say, I'm so impressed with Saliba. I, like, I think he's, he's that... I don't want to say the Van Dyke, you know what I mean? Because it's just, it's very dramatic. But like, top, top defenses win titles. And all, there was a moment yesterday where he was at, he was, he was caught out of position. He, he, he sprinted, but he swatted, uh, yeah. swatted the guy away. I can't even, I think it was Brozier. Uh, he, he's dominant. He's powerful. He's good on the ball. Like, at every, uh, at every core component of that team, they've got a, a, a good player. They've, uh, but I, I think the only question for me, Jim, is probably a couple of injuries. Squad depth, yeah, that that's was what the, I was going to say. If, if a Saliba or, you know, a Gabriel gets injured, I think the defence is where they'll struggle mainly in um, with with uh, replacements coming in. I don't, you know, Ben White, to be fair, has been playing right back, hasn't he? He's been playing. I'm very well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah very well. He's got a couple, quite a few assists as well, mate. So if he can come in there and then they can... The problem is who they got to come in if one of them gets injured or holding or, you know, someone like that. They're not at that level, are they? But the biggest transformation for me in that Arsenal team is Granit Xhaka. He is unbelievable at the moment. He good. is up and down. He's in the box. He's back. At, you know, he's getting back. And this kid was, he was, he was stripped to the captaincy, uh, you know, I don't know, 12 months ago, maybe, and, and dropped from the side. And now he's absolutely flying and getting up and down. I don't agree with Tank. I think these fall away. And the only thing that, again, it is injuries if they come in. If, uh, but the other thing is experience. I think they haven't got that title-challenging experience as of yet. Give them a couple of years with Arteta at the helm. I think they'll they'll build that up and they will go they will go the distance and and push City and whoever else challenges for the title. But I just don't think that they've got that this season. Do you know? I think there's something in, in what Tank says in that. City aren't the city is still amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I think you could be looking at an eighty an eighty point plus season yeah. this season as opposed to that night. And I still think City will will come out on top. But I, but I certainly you know you looked at that Fulham game yesterday. 
and you've got to look at the season that's in it as well. Look, this World Cup in the middle of the bloody season, you know, it's it's going to throw up strange things. I, I think at this, this moment in time, Arsenal are comfortably the best of the rest. And, and to be honest, by, by some distance, in, in my personal opinion. You're not going to get um, the back of the city at this moment, Jamie? Yeah, I do actually. We always, I've been thinking this for the last three seasons up until like, and then summer after Christmas, they just go on and win 15 games in a row and they always push it to the end. Like, I I, I think City will, will win this by mine. I do yeah, think, actually, I, I do think that if you looked at the two teams now, I think there's a clearer, not clear identity, that's the wrong word. Um, the trajectory of the, the two teams, I just think ev- everything is positive for Arsenal. They're building something. We've speak we speak about momentum in football. I think the manager is smelling himself a bit, and rightly so. He's walking into rooms and owning them now, as opposed to kind of finding his feet. They they they're going places. That team. I just feel like over the course of the season. What do they do when adversity strikes? I think that's they're going to face some adversity at some point, and and I just feel like City will will probably, uh, you know, it's survival of the, fit, the fittest, and I just think City will have a little bit too much. But like Jimmy says, they, this Arsenal team aren't going anywhere. Abs- absolutely not. Um, right. So we we spoke about a couple of topics there for way longer than I thought. So we're only going to fit. We're going to. I had two more things that were well, actually three, but uh, two main that. ones. Um. So the next one I wanted to come to. Surprised me, right? So, strange result for Manchester United over the weekend. Um, f- fantastic for Unai Emery. Great start for them. Uh, you know, that's exactly, you know, the new manager bounce and all that. Ronaldo back in the team. Um, all of that said, there's something about Manchester United that I want to get your opinion on. And I was bowled over when I seen this during the week. So, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, after the Europa League game, uh, young lad, uh, Ganacho had scored for United. Uh, by all accounts, terrific player. Obviously, I think he's he's not short of confidence potentially, and has, has come in and and maybe his attitude hasn't been quite at the required level in the past. And I think the manager had called him out for that, which he's absolutely right to do. I was then blown away, Tank, by the fact that Bruno Fernandez, after that game, come out and had a right pop at the young kid about his attitude. What did you, as a, a as a football fan, but then as a as a pro, a ex pro, looking at that? That is surely not the time. I get managers doing it, but not not a player, and certainly not at that time. It was a very strange thing. I thought. Yeah, especially coming from him. Yeah. Let's get it right. He's not exactly a role model. He's a no. cheat. He throws himself round all over the place. He's constantly got his arms in the air if things don't go his way. It's fucking told you out the pram more than the fucking in it. So coming from him, it's like. You need to get back in your fucking lane, son, and shut your mouth. If it's someone like, say, for instance, you know, say a a, a Roy Keane type, you know, yeah, Stephen Gerrard, someone like that, you'd go, I got to listen to him. You know, if you read, if you've ever seen a Craig Bellamy book where Gerrard fucking tells him to shut his mouth and Bellamy just like sit there no. and follow Stephen Gerrard, you, you, yeah. you get it. Not Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking. I'm not being funny. When he got asked to be disciplined and play the centre midfield. Uh, role as he should do he was fucking crap and then he's coming out and with stuff like this if a man i did i don't remember the manager coming out publicly and having a pop at the kid or did he i but don't think it was did, i, I don't think it was as direct as that but it, it's bit you know what i mean he, he made his feelings known yeah, through so various media trying, but especially to a young kid as well you just pull him to one side and just say listen you little fucker this is what's expected of you you're no you're not special we've got senior players who are doing it Get, get in fucking line, get in check. 
that's how you do. You don't go publicly on telly like him. Yeah, it, it made, made made no sense to me. And like you said, there, it's an arm around the shoulder, and and the 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 public interview was something like delighted for the lad. Uh, we just need to see that more consistently. He has the ability to do so. Let's hope that he can do this for the good of himself, but also for the club. Job done. Book closed. Nobody talks about it. I just feel like it's it's a strange one. And then Ronaldo's back in the side. Jim made skipper. Uh, there's been some stats flying around um, about Ronaldo and his kind of lack of impact, I suppose. The sooner he goes, the better, surely, for Manchester United. Yeah, I mean, from the Fernandez point of view, I think his, his intentions were, I don't want to say good, but he's thinking, I need to get this kid in line. And that's what he's thinking. But from my, from, from that kid's point of view, he's thinking, fucking hell, well, you're not doing what you're saying. You know, you're not exactly putting it in. So it's the wrong person saying it. And it, that he said it in the wrong way. If he, I you think know what he, like, Fernandez could do with Jim? A bit of imposter syndrome. You know, like everybody's men have a bit. You're like, oh, geez, I'm a yeah, good yeah. And you wind your neck in a little bit. Yeah, you don't, you, you don't sh- overshoot things. Whereas he doesn't like, appear to I, suffer I think from his that. intentions were, were all well and good. And he's thinking, if I can help get this kid in line, he's going to be some player. That's what he'll be thinking in the back of his mind. He's not thinking, oh, shit, I'm, I'm a fucking cunt. I'm shit. And I can't say that. Because he's 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 thinking I've been that young player and, and and like you said, if it was a Roy Keane, if even if it was Harry Maguire, the club captain, or someone along them lines who's who's been there and done it, then you go right, okay, yeah, I, I understand it. It's just Fernandez that um, that it comes from, and it and it doesn't come across well. Um, but from a Ronaldo point, his head's gone on it. It's long gone. He's 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 kids struggling and and he's doing you know he's in the same boat as as as. Um, as Trent at the minute, but the, the difference is I'm not sure Ronaldo's heart's in it. So if his heart's not in it, you're not, you know, he's probably thinking about the World Cup, his last World Cup. So he's not going to be th- throwing himself around and, and you know, doing pressing and for his hamstring to go or anything along them lines. So I, it, obviously the sooner he goes, he'll be better for everyone involved. But I think um, I think everyone's got to take on board that, you know, he's, he's, he's been treated like absolute... Uh, dog dirt, and he's not gonna he's not gonna run through brick walls. If Sir Alex Ferguson came in now, if Ten Hag was to quit and they need an interim manager, if it was Fergie, Ronaldo would run run through brick walls for him. He's not gonna do that for Ten Hag because of how he's treated him. Of course, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. You wouldn't, regardless of of your thoughts on on the game. So, yeah, I, I thought they'd turned a corner. That result, it might just be a one off. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it wasn't a good weekend for them. So we're gonna finish on a question that I was asked by my son Jimmy. You, I think you'll be excited yeah. by this one. Uh, last night, so we were sat watching TV, and I think he'd seen a a famous uh, TV ad that was done a few years ago with the likes of Ronaldo and Messi, and basically the the ad was aliens. So he says like that: if aliens were coming down tomorrow, and we had to arrange a game to save the earth. <laughs> what would your team be? What players would you pick in your yes. eleven? To, you do know it's a plot of Space Jam, don't you? Is that the? Is it? I've never seen Space Jam. Is that the same thing? Fuck off! I've never seen it, lad. No. Oh my god! Get off! Go! Uh, get it on now! <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it, lad. I've, I've not seen well, a lads. lot of classic movies. I'm, I'm, I'm bad, like. Well, basically, the aliens come down, take all the basketball players' skills, and Bugs Bunny has to get a team together to uh, to take on the monsters. Okay, so yeah, it's exactly that, right? So, 
Tank. How old are you, Jimmy? <laughs> mate, you've never seen Space Jam either? I haven't, mate. No. Oh, my God. Fuck me. Uh, Tank, so the aliens are coming down. I'm guessing you're going to, you know, your thought process here is we need some guys that are going to stand up, have a bit of balls about them. You know what I mean? We need to save the save the world here. We can't be having Bruno Fernandes throwing his arms around. You know, we need some <laughs> a very specific type of player. We'll go for sake of ease, 4-3-3, three, three, no messing. Who's who, who's your eleven? Who you're having as your goalkeeper? It's Michael. Yeah, no mess, and I'm agreeing with you there. 100%. All time is this? Yeah. Oh, we go. Oh, yeah. We, that was another thing. My son said it. We had the option of current day and all time, but for the benefits of the podcast, should we go all time? We go all time for today. Yeah, yeah. but there's people like Yashin and stuff like no. who are just unbelievable. Like that's a, you just know let's that say modern you. day. Can we say modern day? Okay, sort go of? on. So Schmeichel, all around the house. Schmeichel, everyone agreed. Schmeichel, he was unbelievable, mate. That's saying he'd scare those aliens, mate. Legging out. It's like uh, uh, Ivan Drago yeah. in goal against him, then. So. Number uh, so right back, Danny Alves. Danny Alves. I, I, mm. I Rob would always Rob Jones. What a player! The greatest right back. Just okay. fucked him with injuries. Gary Neville wouldn't have got any cops if he stayed fit. Yeah, yeah I Rob agree Jones against fucking monsters, lad. Oh, fucking not Ronald Jones. I know he's got a player. Back, but he's, he's a player. No one is agreeing with you on that, Tank. Uh, see, if you I don't get the stick to... I got last week for fucking Rob Jones at right back against Alien 11. <laughs> you must never have watched Rob Jones play. Mate, of course it, it's just fucking... There's so many better players to pick from. Rob Jones was phenomenal. Ryan Giggs, Ryan Giggs was going to retire until Rob Jones retired. And then he said, oh, I can get past someone now. That's an awful shot. Do you know what? I'm going to go. I would have gone, silly me. I would have gone Trent because I just love the offensive bravery of him. But like. On a serious note, you have to what? go Trent. You have to go Trent. I just I, look. Right, it depends what type of football you want to see. Or absolutely manipulating Trent defensively, like you go Trent, you're losing. We're all dead. Nice one. Oh, Cheers, like, I'm gonna say Cheers, to Trent, just now, ping right Messi. Now. Messi's making a run. Put it to get it to Messi, Trent. Don't worry about it. You've got two good centre backs here. Yeah, and yeah, wait till you hear the midfield. Messi and won the lot, lad. No, I'm going Trent. Fuck it, I'm going Trent. Go on. Next, go on. Uh, centre backs. Centre backs. I'm going. John Terry and Rio Ferdinand. I'm going John Terry and Verge. Because it's prime prime versions of them. Do you know what I mean? Like the best version of them ever. Like I would have gone Rio Ferdinand. And Ferdinand for me. Ramos is not a bad shout because he's a horrible bastard. He'd like bad aliens. Ferdinand can play it. All right, I'm going to change mine, I think. No, I'm going to stick with it. There's there's players outside the Premier League, lads, just FYI. Okay. Left back, Ashley Cole. Roberto Carlos. Ashley Cole is the best left back that's ever played football. Yeah, I'm sticking with Ashley Cole. So yours got you're going very continental here, Jim. That's me, because fucking if you got 50-50 choice, Roberto Carlos or fucking Ashley Cole. Don't get me wrong, Ashley Cole is unbelievable, but I'm taking Carlos all day. Why? Because he's better offensively, what? just like you know, you know, yeah, free, you know he's got you know, big old size as well. His hey. ratio the free kick scoring is shocking. Yeah, it's like about Ronaldo. as bad as Ronaldo's. I'm not picking him for free kicks, lad. What are you picking him for? He can't defend. Yeah, he fucking... Oh, yeah. Sorry, he won fucking 10 Champions Leagues with Real Madrid. Uh, Trent so can't man. defend. Rob fucking Jones. <laughs> hey, don't you start. Leave that out. Okay, three in midfield. To, uh, who am I going? 
Oh, three in midfield. It's. I'm going. Jamie's going to laugh at my three here, right? <laughs> Milner. <laughs> Henderson, Stephen Gerrard is going. I'm hanging up. If he's Henderson, Ger- I'm hanging up. Stephen Gerrard is going in 100%. Zidane's got to go in. Don't you, you be quiet about Zidane. You've got I'd Zidane. No, I'd, I'll, I'd have Zidane, but not, as an, average. not, as, an attack, not as an attacking midfielder, though. I wouldn't have him as an attacking midfielder. You're I'm going Kenneth. Gerrard, Zavi, and. Iniesta. Oh. See, I've, I've got to get Roy Keane in there. Roy Keane's my captain. Like, he's he's taking aliens down. <laughs> he's just, like, you've got, you know what I mean? We can't just play this, play this by, like, halves. We've got to be a bit nasty here. Like, these have got superpowers and everything. They uh, can read your mind. Them, Who's your mid- get three, master, Iniesta and Zavi will flow past them. It's a nice midfield, that tank. Jim? I'm thinking... You better pick Perla. fucking Kevin De Bruyne now. Kevin De Bruyne, isn't it? I'm thinking Perlo sitting with two of KDB and um, either Zidane or Gerard. You're hilarious, you. Fucking Slayton Zidane last week, and all of a no, sudden no, you want him to save the world for you. No, no, no. I'm saying not when I when I he's got the skills though, Annie. He's got the skills. When I say myth, what I mean is I just don't think he can be labelled up there with R nine or you know with Ronaldo. But you'll, but with you'll Messi. pick him in your team to save the world because he's got the skills, and he's got the he's got the. But he just doesn't get the assists and goals that I want for my world class players. But you put him in. You're putting him in then. Yeah, because he'll sit, he'll him and Pier, him and Perlo together getting the ball off the back four and then zipping it out to KDB. Front three. Messi, R9, Ronaldinho. Oh, I think that might be the greatest makeup of a front three of all time. I'm not Jeez. picking Ronaldinho, he's too lazy for this team. What? I'm going Messi. R9. Oh, do I go? I'm torn. He'll pick himself I, I, for something here, trying to be. I'm a torn between Ronaldinho and Neymar. Neymar? See, your top three players the other day, R9 wasn't in it, but you put him in the fucking this team. You are? That's you, Jim. R9, R9 was not in your team. You, you, you didn't. R9, like was, R9 was second. It was CR7, no, R9, then Messi. No, R9's mate. unbelievable. The only reason he's not the world's greatest because he's got chocolate knees, lad. He was he was the original superstar, mate. He's fucking unbelievable. He's quality. The so best player ever was. You going name, are you? I don't know. Do a toss a coin, Alexa. Toss a coin. Oh, he's not plugged in. Uh, no, I'll go. I'll go with Tank. I'll go with Ronaldinho. But Neymar is a strong contender for first substitute and manager to finish. Roy Hodgson. If Fergie can come back Fergie, and do like a soccer aid, do a soccer aid 90 minutes, I, I'd be fucking getting Fergie in, to be fair. you got to have Fergie in. you got to have Fergie. Yeah. Uh, right, boys, uh, we went way over time there. Uh, that's enough from us. Uh, thank you, as always, lads, for your time. Uh, Tank, where are you off now? Are you, you're a busy man. I'm dying for the piss, mate, to be honest with you. Is that why you're fidgeting? Before. Okay, yeah, right, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Great. So tanks off the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> tanks off the toilet, Jim. Much planned for the rest of the week? No, lad, just 
It's fucking kids stuff in it. No, no training tonight. Luckily, got a night off. Nice. Right. Well, uh, lads, it's been a pleasure as always. Everybody that's listening, uh, stick with us. Uh, send us your feedback as always. If you haven't subscribed on YouTube or any of the audio platforms that we have the podcast, please do so. Or failing all of that, just send us a message on social media. Let us know if you're enjoying the shows and what you'd like to see more of. Uh, but with that, most importantly, we hope you have a brilliant remainder of your week and we look forward to chatting to you again next week on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Cheers, boys.